0: Welcome to Lasting Truth, a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills in Banning, California, where Pastor Ryan Hussein teaches the entire Word of God, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, giving our listeners the opportunity of receiving the full counsel of God. We're so glad you tuned in today, and if you're in the area, come out and join us at our new home located at 3035 Nicolette Street in Banning. If you're unable to attend, you can tune in on YouTube Live at Calvary Chapel Sweet Hills Sundays at 10.30 a.m. and Wednesdays at 7.30 p.m. And don't forget to join us for our worship on Instagram Live at Calvary Chapel Sweet Hills 30 minutes before the YouTube broadcasts. We would also like to encourage you to check out our website at calvarychapelsweethills.org where you can keep up on the current messages, ministries and happenings at Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills. Today our teaching is in the book of 2nd Kings chapter
1: 17. Here's Pastor Ryan. And Father we do come before you again Lord with thanksgiving and praise. We're just so grateful that Lord you're with us and you promise to be with us. You say where two or more are gathered in your name that you are in the midst of them and so Father we're so grateful that we can come before your presence and worship you and study your word and learn of you. And so, Father, we need you tonight desperately and ask that you would just speak to us in a special way. Holy Spirit, come. Baptize us as we study your word. In Jesus' name we pray. In our story, a tragic thing has happened. The northern kingdom of Israel is no more. They have been taken into captivity by the Assyrians, who have taken them back to Assyria, 500 miles east of Samaria, to become the servants of the Assyrians. The king of Assyria has sent people to resettle in the homeland of the northern kingdom and the capital of Samaria. And the people that he sent there were of the nations that Assyria had conquered. And so like we mentioned before, the Assyrian Empire, they would conquer a people, take them to Assyria, spread them out in their own land, or if they conquered other lands, they'd resettle them there just to expand the kingdom of Assyria. And so Samaria, that used to be the capital of the northern kingdom of Israel, is now Samaria of the Assyrians. And this has taken place, as you know, because the children of Israel had forsaken the Lord, And rather than trust in him and receive the love and the blessings and the protections and all that comes with honoring their God, the God of Moses, the God of Joshua and Caleb and all the judges, the one true living God of Israel, promised to bless their life, they turned away and believed in these pagan idols that were dead. They were nothing. They were like those who made them. They have eyes, but they do not see. They have ears, but they do not hear. They have hands, but they do not handle. They're really fake, and they are backed by spiritual demonic forces. And so rather than honoring the living God, they forsook him. And so this is the judgment of God upon his people, the apple of his eye. And God was long-suffering with them, but time has run out for them. They did not heed the warnings. Here we are today, and the lessons that we read about the problems that the Israelites faced and went through and how they failed, these are all reminders for you and I to learn from their mistakes, that we would learn from history. Because so oftentimes, people don't learn from history and they end up repeating the same mistakes. So we want to be those that are careful. That we are careful as believers to worship the Lord and him only. To worship him correctly. To not want to be like the world that God pulled us out from. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, the pride of life is passing away. It's dead, it's dying. But those who trust in the living God shall stand forever. And so we have to learn from their lessons. We have to learn. In our story last week, the Lord sent lions into Samaria in order to kill some of them because they had no regard for the God of the Israelites. They had no regard for Jehovah, for Yahweh. And so as they were being killed, they sent a message to their king back in Assyria and and said, you have to do something. We're we're being killed here because we don't know the rituals of the God of this land. And so in their minds they thought all we, all we have to do is find out what ritual to do and we should be fine. Which is the mentality of a lot of people in the world today, right? That if they just do a certain religious act that they would please God enough so that they can then... Go about living their own lives as long as they do a certain ritual, they can live for themselves. They can they can have no regard for for God. Just do a religious act, and and so many feel that they're okay with God because they do certain religious acts, but they don't really live for the Lord. They don't really follow Him, and so they thought that all they had to do was find out what the rituals for the God of Israel were, and they'd be fine. And so the king of Assyria sent back an Israelite, a priest to show them how to respect the God of the land. And we're told that that priest settled in Bethel. And Bethel was one of the main places where the Israelites were worshiping the golden calves. So the fact that he went to settle there tells us that this priest probably didn't do a good job in showing them how to respect Yahweh. And that's where we're at in our story. The lions are attacking. Here comes the priests. Will these nations that are there in Samaria straighten out? And so in verse 29, we read, however, every nation, we got to look at the verse above it that says, then one of the priests whom they had carried away from Samaria came and dwelt in Bethel and taught them how they should fear the Lord. However, every nation continued to make gods of its own and put them in the shrines on the high places which the samaritan's had made every nation in the cities where they dwelt the men of babylon made sukoth benoth the men of kuth made nergal which is the babylonian god of the underworld nergal the men of hamath made ishmah and the avites made nibhas and Tartak, and the Sefervites burned their children in fire to Adramelech and Anamelech, the gods of Sefervin. So they feared the Lord. From every class, they appointed for themselves priests on the high places who sacrificed for them in the shrines of the high places. They feared the Lord, yet they serve their own gods according to the rituals of the nations from among whom they were carried away. And so we read here that these new occupants, these Samaritans, did not change their minds about worshipping their pagan gods, even though the lions had killed some of them. They simply, because they worship various gods, they're simply adding Yahweh as to their list of various gods. And again, we read about them here. But the one thing is clear is that they didn't change. They didn't change. They knew that the lions were sent by God. They knew that he was not happy. And yet, a priest goes down there, perhaps shows them how to do some of the rituals. But no doubt, word had gotten out that Yahweh is the one true living God. And yet, the tragedy that they faced with the lions didn't change their mind. And that really speaks to the hardness of so many hearts today in the world where people go through hardships. They cry out for help, you know, whether it's health issues, whether it's financial issues, burdens of this life, people go through them and they they know within themselves, they know instinctively because we were all made under in the image of God. They know that there's a God. They know that there's a God who loves them. They know that there's a God and they should be living right, but yet regardless of the hardship they don't turn to god doesn't that blow your mind away but then there's some who may be within the church who have backslidden who are dabbling in sin and god is chastening there's not a the joy that used to be there there's not the blessings that one used to see but there's hardships and and it's and and they know it's because of the chastening of the lord they haven't been walking right but yet There's not a real change. There needs to be a change. We need to learn from their mistakes. God is calling everybody to worship him and him alone, not these false gods. And that's what's going on with these Samaritans. They are up to their their eyes in false religions, worshiping whatever seems right in their own eyes. Sending people here to worship, sending people there to worship, setting up one God over here according to that nation, another God over here according to that nation. And it says that they called people from every class to become a priest. In other words, they were just um, appointing anyone to become their priest, whoever wanted to do it. And we live in a world that is worshiping what they know not, and the Samaritans are known for that. Remember, Jesus would have that beautiful conversation with the Samaritan woman. You know not what you worship, basically. And we live in a world that is in great need of direction on how to live right before God. And it begins with faith in Jesus Christ and what he did on the cross for the sins of the world. That if we have faith in him, that he died for our sins and rose on the third day for our justification, we shall be saved. We shall have eternal life. He will give us his Holy Spirit and we can now live for him every day of our lives, with his help. That's what the world needs. The right way of worshiping is what they need to learn, is what you and I need to preach to everyone who would listen, that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, and no man cometh to the Father but through him. He is the only way of salvation. It says here in uh, verse 32, so they feared the Lord And from every class, they appointed for themselves priests of the high places. What it means when it says that they feared the Lord, it means that they began to do some of the religious sacrifices that the Jews had done for Yahweh prior. It doesn't mean what you and I who have been walking with the Lord for a while know what fearing the Lord means. Fearing the Lord means to respect him, to respect him, to honor him. And I am learning every day of my life more and more about the fear of the Lord, the, the reverence and the respect and the awe of God's word and who he is. You know, we can fall into a state where we're making excuses for, for sin, where we can make excuses for laziness, where we can make excuses for not doing anything. We, we are so good as sinners saved by grace of just making excuses. We know so much about the word, but we kind of know our way around it. You know, we find loopholes in our minds and in our hearts to say, you know what, I'll, I'll grow in that area someday. I'll get to that place at some point in my walk, in my journey. Rather than just receiving the word, when we hear it at church or in our private devotions as we're reading the book, and he says plain and clearly to our hearts what what needs to change, what needs to get right, and, and, and then so often we don't respond to it. We don't change. We keep doing the things that we've been doing before. The carnality, the fleshing out, the bad tempers, letting our minds wander to where they ought not, coveting, hating, not putting god first aren't those instances when we're not truly fearing him like we ought to aren't those instances when we're not giving him the respect due to his name so they it says here that they feared him but they were just doing religious practices and i don't want to be that i don't just want to be a church going christian but doesn't doesn't become a doer of god's word just a hearer just one that religiously goes to church has good attendance. But there's no change. I want to fear the Lord right. You know, blessed is the man or woman who fears the Lord. And, and Lord, help us, help me to have a greater respect for what you tell me. With some people, it's always one day I'll do that. One day I'll, 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 I'll get involved. One day, you know. No, today's the day of salvation. In fact, today's the day that he may return for his church. Let's make the changes now so that we can have times of refreshing. Now, I want blessings now, not down the road. Forget down the road. I'll, I'll, I'll want blessings when I'm down the road, but I want blessings today. But we must fear him, unlike these people. Jesus said in Luke 6, verse 46, But why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do the things which I say? Why do you call me Lord, Lord? Is Jesus only Savior, or is he Lord? oh, I want my heart to be soft and pliable and flexible. I want to say to him, thy will be done and mean it. And and isn't that what prayer is about? Is coming before him and saying, Lord, I'm yours. You've bought me. You've purchased me by your blood. I'm yours, Jesus. What do you want me to do today? Today Today's your day. What do you want me to do? Mold me and shape me. But they had no real fear for Yah- for Yahweh. As you can see in verse 32, That they it says that they feared the Lord. And from every class they appointed for themselves priests of the high places, who sacrificed for them in the shrines of the high places. They feared the Lord, yet served their own gods, according to the rituals of the nations from among whom, whom they were carried away. So they brought to S- Samaria the gods, that they worship back in Assyria and back in their own land. So they're just taking with them what they brought from them, which is saying the same thing when I think about it. They brought with them the things that they used to do into the new land. Oh Lord, help us to be Christians that are putting away the old things, the dead things, the things that don't please the Lord, the things that, that we used to do. We who have been born again are new creations we are new creatures all old things have passed away don't try to revive them don't try to hold on to them. kill it off have nothing to do with the evil works of darkness rather expose them these samaritans they had dual gods and they had dual loves and we need to be careful that as we follow Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, that we do not have dual gods and dual loves. And that's the atmosphere that we're in today. People have dual gods, do they not? Hollywood pop culture, the hip thing to do. They say, whatever makes you feel good, just pick out what beliefs you want to believe in and have at it, as long as you're not hurting anybody. And so they pick and choose from various religions and and you know, then they they feel sophisticated and enlightened but it's darkness as christians we have to guard our hearts to make sure that we are in our in our spirit and our soul and our bodies that we are truly worshiping jesus christ and him alone that we would not have dual gods today what's popular is mixing christianity with other religions today there's what what is called interfaith organizations. Have you guys heard of interfaith organizations? Where various religions get together in order to deal with, with social issues and climate issues and economic issues and, and humanitarian issues where various faiths come together in order to try to solve the world's problems. Now, as Christians, we care for the poor. As Christians, we care for our neighbor. Amen? If our neighbors are in trouble, it doesn't matter what they believe in, we're to help them. Amen? But what's going on today with some Christian churches is this interfaith connection with other religions, and they're organizing with them. They are putting themselves within these organizations when it's a very dangerous thing to do Because Jesus Christ has saved us from our sins and has called us to help save those who are in sin and those who worship false gods. So why would they connect with these organizations who serve false gods in order to help the world out? The only thing that can help this world out is salvation through Jesus Christ. And there is no other name given under heaven by which man can be saved except Jesus Christ. But if you do your homework, there are various Christian churches that are more than than proud to say we're connecting with, with Muslims and Hindus and various religious organizations in order to, for the better good of the world. That's an oxymoron. Those are false gods. What communion does light have with darkness our time is to be spent preaching the gospel of jesus christ that has the power to save and if we can help some poor people as we do that amen but to work with false religions is not good it's the same thing that is happening in our story there's a mixture of religions which isn't right diminishes our lord and leads to destruction others think that they can follow the Lord Jesus Christ while still believing in some of the past superstitions that they used to believe in. Think about that. People have superstitions and, and when, when we come to Christ, they have to die. They have to be left in the past. I mean, I think back on my own life and how many times did I flip a coin and just make decisions off a of head or tails or have a lucky this or a lucky that. In Christ... There's no lucky this, lucky that. We're blessed in Christ. All things are working together for good for those who love God. I can tell you how your fortune is going to be if you love Jesus Christ. It's fantastic. But there are some Christians who believe in astrology still. The zodiac signs. Practicing voodooism. Or having little Buddha figurines around their homes. And others go to palm readers and tarot card readers. All of those things die when we come to the Lord because he is the one true living God and he tells us to stay clear of all of that junk and to just worship the Lord and him alone. In Exodus chapter 20, the first commandment, you shall have no other gods before me. And so these Samaritans had dual gods, which meant that they had dual affections or dual love. And believers, I think this is the one that we have to be careful with most of all, it's probably going to be the most common one, is when believers have dual loves, where where a believer allows other things to come into his or her life that begin to take precedence over God, where a person's love, passion, excitement, eagerness for other things begins to take the place of their love for Jesus Christ. We have to be careful for that because it creeps up so easily in this world full of covetousness. We have to guard our hearts to not allow our hearts to love any person, place, or thing above our Lord. In our heart, there cannot be dual thrones. There can only be one throne in which Jesus Christ sits on and has full dominion of our hearts. We need to be careful. I have hobbies like the, like the next guy. But, and I love my hobbies, but I do not love them more than my God. I have a family that I love that God gave me. I love them. I cherish and adore my family, but I love God more than I love them. You see, Jesus Christ saved me from the pit of hell, and without him, I have no eternal life. I have no family, and I have no hobby, certainly. I have nothing without God. God comes first. We get in trouble when there's dual love. The Lord has to be first, first in our love. In Luke 14, verse 25. Listen to these powerful words from the Lord. Now, great multitudes went with him, and he turned and said to them, if anyone comes to me and does not hate his father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, and his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. For which of you intending to build a tower does not sit down first and count the cost? Whether he has enough to finish it, lest after he has laid the foundation and is not able to finish, all who see it begin to mock him, saying, This man began to build and was not able to finish. Or what king, going to make war against another king, does not sit down first and consider whether he is able with 10,000 to meet him, who comes against him with 20,000? Or else, while the other is still a great way off, he sends a delegation and asks conditions of peace. So likewise, whoever of you does not forsake all that he has cannot be my disciple. Tell me that isn't some deep, strong exhortation from the Lord. That we are to love him more than anything.
0: Thank you for joining us today at Lasting Truth Radio with the Bible teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein. If you're in the area, come out and join us at our new location at 3035 Nicolette Street in Banning. You can also find us on YouTube Live at Calvary Chapel Sweet Hills, Sundays at 10.30 a.m. and Wednesdays at 7.30 p.m. If you would like more information or would like to send a gift to the ministry, check out our website at Sweethills.org. or you can call us at 951-572-2309. We hope you will continue to tune in as we journey through the entire Word of God with the teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein at Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills. German above your throne sing.